All righty. Welcome to another Rude Issues podcast where I'm Chris and I'm here with Steve and we're gathered around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the rude issues of our culture. In this Rude Issues episode, the conversation is on which dream home are you building? You know, we're looking at dream homes. We're jumping into Revelation 21. We're talking about what are what is our focus? And we're using this great picture of just the dream house, you know, because, you know, living in Aspen, as Steve said, you know, Aspen is the place of dream homes yes. and many of them. And so Steve's going to take us in and we're going to jump in and just kind of look at just this concept of what are we building? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, we're in, moving along here. Uh, Revelation 21, just 9 through 27 this Sunday. Uh, just ask the question, what is our dream house? Um, and this larger question that hopefully we, we all should be wrestling with is which dream house are we focused on building, mm-hmm. right? The one that fades away, yeah. you know, or, or the one that's going to be ultimately filled with the glory of God. Now, uh, chapter 21 of Revelation is awesome. I mean, just we get into this picture of the new Jerusalem coming down and the the streets of gold and this, you know, John's doing the best he can to just try to, you know, give us a little picture of just, it's just going to be awesome, right? Yeah. It's going to be great. And, um, but I, 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 you know, to step back on this idea of which home are we building, um, you know, I think, first of all, I want to affirm right inside each of our soul, we're creating the image yeah. of God and we're created with, with a sense of home. Uh, yes, we're, absolutely. It, we're created in the sense of, of family, need, wanting that, wanting intimacy, uh, wanting community, and, and boy, having a place to belong. We, we yeah. want family. We want, where's my home? That language yeah. goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, right? Mm-hmm. So th- this is a good desire. God's planted it in us to develop a home. And and we see Jesus not only affirm it, but it goes way out there in John 14. We'll look at yeah. that in a second, right? Uh, to say, hey, I, I, don't be, let your hearts be troubled. I'm preparing a place, place. for you. So home, right? Home. Which is pretty awesome to rest in that, right? We'll come back to that. So uh, that's the good part. But the, the, the part that's, that's so out of line here, especially in America, is because the American dream uh, really narrows down to you ask anybody that that comes down to owning a mm-hmm. home. There's yeah. been this such this high value in owning a home. People have made all kinds of huge commitments, um, sacrifices, uh, stressed out multiple jobs to own yeah. a home. And um, again, is there anything wrong with that? No, this is it's a beautiful yeah. thing to have a home and develop something great. Uh, it only becomes a problem when that consumes me, right, mm-hmm. uh, away from the, the larger dream of, Lord, am I, am I building now, right, for that awesome home, yeah. right, in heaven? And we'll talk about our role in building. Jesus is preparing yeah. a place for us, but we have a role in building now as well. we'll Absolutely. We'll get to that. And so I think it's just the question, man, are we dreaming big enough, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe we can drill in a little bit on yeah. this uh, idea. I, I gave this C.S. Lewis quote, which I love this quote. It says, you know, how can an idiotic universe have produced creatures whose mere dreams are so much stronger, better, subtler than itself? In other words, how could a, a stupid, a, a, just a material universe that our culture wants to pound home to our kids in class yeah. and everything else, how, where, where did this idea of forever belonging you know, a dreaming, mm-hmm. where did, how could a, a material universe create, right, evolve in us where we're, we have so much greater desire yeah. and greater ability to dream and, and to think about things like forever, right, that's yeah. built into a child. Uh, it's, a, it's a great point. And, and they have no answer. Science has no, and our culture, secular culture, has no answer for that, yeah. right? And those are the deepest part of our heart. 
a desire for love, affirmation, forever, um, family, uh, forever, right? A child knows death is wrong. Mm-hmm. A child knows that death is is not right. There's something wrong. Is yeah. that we we should be living forever, right? Yeah. That's built into everybody. So, but yeah, but I mean, I, I can drill in on that because I mean, it's like when you think about like fairy tales, they lived happily forever, and so the concept of forever is at the end piece. It's that end game, and it it produces hope. Right. You know, you may be going through like a very turbulent time, lots of trials, lots of struggles. But then there's the hope of someday we will live happily forever yes. because the human mind does not want to go into blackness right. and right. non-existence. And so even if the life of the flesh ends, there's this hope of forever and this happily forever. And, and, we so, c- and yeah. even in our radical secular culture, we can't get away from that. Even yeah. in our movies, no. every movie, no matter yeah. how sci-fi it is, yeah. there, there, nobody can yet bring themselves to, except people like Carl Sagan and others oh, yeah. who get really hardcore and just say, oh, it's, you're done. Yeah. There is no future. It's yeah. just we just appear. No one can do it because it's so uh, deeply ingrained in mm-hmm. every culture, every soul that uh, has ever been created is this idea of forever, right? Yeah. And and to have the capacity, right? Ecclesiastes tells us that eternity is set in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So it it yeah. is part of the image of God that we were created in, um, in all that. <clears throat> so I think the big question for us is, <clears throat> boy, you know, uh, and this is where we need to encourage each other. Are we dreaming big yeah. enough? No, and I mean that you quote know? is pushing us to dream bigger. Like bigger for this life, bigger for our eternal life, and how do those two things mend together? Because, I mean, it's like that's one of our biggest topics like with middle school kids is just dreams. Mm -hmm. Like what do you dream? It's like, you know, usually I have one question that I ask on the chairlift, you know, for a season, and maybe two years ago the question was like, hey, what's your biggest dream? You know, like to anybody that sat on the chairlift with me just to start a conversation. And it's, it's remarkable how so many people can stammer. Mm. on that yeah. like uh what what do you mean dream you know like i gotta define it i'm like i have more dreams than i have life <laughs> you know or probably time to uh, you know to achieve and sure. so it just drives me crazy because i'm like i'm gonna give you some of my dreams can you go finish them i'll produce you you know but well and, and to throw know. it back at you i think you bring up a good point it's not just it seems to me and you can confirm this yeah. or not it seems to me the younger generation has stopped dreaming yeah. doesn't know how to dream and is just skeptical about the future. And even the older generations yeah. today is like you ask them that question on the ski lift or wherever. Yeah. People are intimidated by mm-hmm. by the idea of dreaming today. Um, yeah. So well, why, I mean, why is that? And what do you think, let's just, you drill in with maybe the yeah. younger generation. How can we uh, awaken that? Well, I mean, I think the, um, the, the cause is the same for both the older and the younger. But, I mean, I think it's just like one of the, the lies that the thief has put out that that everything is uncertain and that is why people are fail to commit fail to show up (laughs) because everything is uncertain and so yeah i don't know maybe that maybe we'll do that or maybe we'll do this you know and and there's a goodness in you know maybe okay everything's uncertain but not living it to the point that it steals your dreams and so i believe that to to the youth they see very much everything's uncertain you and know. so let me tie it, go a little deeper with that. I think it seems to me that we've we've just, for so many generations in our culture that's moving secular, is that we've, you know, your truth is your truth. Yes, your future absolutely. is in your hands. You yeah. deserve it. You can create, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your future, all yeah. of this. That's an unbearable 
I think, reality for yeah. people to really, when it comes down to it, is we stop dreaming because if it's all on my shoulders yeah. to, to dream and to make a future, yeah. then uh, that's just ultimately unbearable. We were yeah. never created to handle that load, no. that kind of magnitude uh, to wrestle with, rather than submitting to a loving, sovereign God who has mm-hmm. me, who has a has dreams, a, a has calling, plans, has a plan, Put a them future, in us. and a plan yeah. for me, right, that I can, re- I yeah. can explore that, and, and he's with me. Yeah. Right? I'm not on my own nope. out here, right? Yeah. So I think that's the really at the core of it is this idea of, man, I'm all alone. What good is a dream if I'm all alone? Yeah. Right? And I mean, and that's the thing. It's like Tommy Nelson out of Denton Bible when I was in college there. You know, he way described back. Way, yeah, back. way back. <laughs> you know, he described life, you know, like as an old cobblestone arch bridge, you know, and it can handle a donkey and some people and a cart, but it can't handle a semi. And all of us try to take our dreams on ourselves and that's a semi and we just can't mm-hmm. drive it over that arch bridge of life mm-hmm. um and so yeah and so pointing kids to the fact that you know you were created by god yeah. your identity comes from god yeah. and he has given you passions and dreams and yeah. so we talk about that a lot like, what are you passionate about like you know the boys it's sports the girls it's sports you know or other types of venues you know and i'm like that is in there i don't want to denounce that Oh, you want to be a lacrosse player? Great. Be a lacrosse player. Be the best lacrosse player you can be and be the best witness for Christ as a lacrosse player. And then you will see that he will fan your dreams into flames. I mean, when I was early and young, I knew I wanted to be in law enforcement and had that little bit of a stint in it and then realized very quickly, no, 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 this is not what I was made for, you know. And so then it shifted over and then discovered what I was made for. You know, which was working with youth. And so. And isn't it daunting on that? You know, you yeah. talk to so many people, what are you going to do with your life? Oh, they get overwhelmed. Don't yeah. ask me that don't, question. Yeah, don't ask me. Yeah. You know, and this is tied back to yeah. not, not being able to dream. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome to see in the scripture, all through the, from the beginning to the end, we see when revival, yeah. when God moves, people start dreaming again. Yes. And think about it, what's happening in the Muslim world right yeah. now. What Jesus is showing up in dreams, dreams right? All the so time. we see revival, we see Pentecost itself, right? Mm-hmm. Is there's the renewal, is, right? Young men, what yeah. we see visions old men will dream dreams yeah. and there's there's an awakening right of the yeah. spiritual realm and this this idea of just longing for for transcendence for god and for heaven and earth yes. to be together that's the whole lord's prayer right yeah. um, as on earth as in heaven and and so um boy i i, I think it's there's a lot of work for us to yeah. do to recover i think there with the mm-hmm. awe the wonder right remember yeah. jesus says, unless you become like a child well yeah. Well, that's it. Where's that all? Where's that wonder, right? And I mean, some of it has to do with taking out the trash. Because so much of where we need to dream today is fixing the things that have been broken maybe by future generations or mismanagement in the past. And so nobody really wants to take out the trash. But the dreamers need to be the people like, well, this is a problem. Well, how do we fix that? How do we, how do we change that? How do we alter that? I can't think of their names. You may know them, but... I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. You can you can fact check me, but you know the the young woman that was on Time magazine that spoke, I think United Nations about cleaning up the planet and the oceans, and she was praised, you know, and she gave a vehement speech. She's very passionate about taking care of eco. Like if you Google her name, she gets tons of hits. But there was another young man that was the same age as her, and he built it built and invented a craft that can just travel around the oceans anonymously picking up garbage, Mm. Mm. you know, and it was designed, developed, and put into production. But he took action, but you Google his name, 
nothing. Interesting. She's a she's a product of the cancel culture. Right. So she's canceling out like y'all have messed it up. Y'all need to take care of this. You can't believe you've given me, you know. And her passion's great. Right. Her passion needs to be matched with the guy right. who knows how to build things, and then them as a team can go and change the world. That's but great. yet the cancel culture highlights the one who is screaming and barking, but maybe not taking action, but just yeah. pointing fingers. And then the person who is actively doing, and the actively doing becomes the dream. Yeah, you know when good. you can see like I did something and it came here. Yeah. Like I don't think if you ever interviewed her, like she would say, "My dream is to be you know person of the year on Time Magazine." Nah, you know that that was that was given to her because of her passion. Yeah. But I don't think that's what her goal was. His yeah. goal was I want to build a craft that can yeah. go out and find all these incredible barges and yeah. floats of trash and scoop them up. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so. So, yeah, so when you think about the dream, it's like, you know, what do you dream? What do you dream for your family? Yeah. What do you dream for your kids? I mean, you know, we talked a lot about, like, what which house are you building? And I think it's very easy in the American mind to, like, okay, what's the structure we live in? Right. But I just want to point, like, the house and even the home that Jesus is preparing for us is an everlasting community of support mm-hmm. and encouragement. Yeah, and it's not some pie in the sky. It's, yeah. <clears throat> it's heaven being, again, God's presence, right, uh, dwelling with mm-hmm. us on this renewed earth. Yeah. And our, our faithfulness here in stewardship yeah. will determine our faithfulness and stewardship there. We'll look at that in yeah, a second. Totally. But uh, scrolling over to it. I, I do think, you know, the dreams, it, what's so important, right, with you, the kids you're working with and others is that, for all of us, is that what's informing my dreaming? Mm-hmm. What, what What is informing? Is it the world informing yeah, how I totally. dream, or is it the Word of God? Yeah. And so that's, that the, the Word of God, when it sets a seed right inside mm-hmm. our soul, it should spark this greater thinking, this yeah. greater longing for God and for heaven and the things yeah. of the kingdom of God. It should mm-hmm. spark faith, and faith yeah. unlocks the things of the key, kingdom, which is, right, a crashing in of the things of the kingdom of God, the yeah. supernatural, into this world, right? Mm-hmm. There should be this hunger, right, for those things. And, and uh, obviously at the center of that is our hunger for God and yeah. His presence, um, with us alone, and boy, th- how this it r- comes into our worship, right? In the sense of, do we come in dreaming, expecting to meet God, expecting mm-hmm. for God to move among God's people when we we gather together? All that is yeah. is this product, and dreaming ultimately is just a product of faith. Yeah. This is this is a growing faith. A growing faith yeah. should be dreaming. It should be letting God lead and guide us yeah. into our steps ahead. What He has for us. Yeah. And uh, even David, dreaming about the temple, is that God gives us abilities to come cr- uniquely with our gifts yes. and thoughts, yeah. but we have to lay them at his feet, and he makes them into something so much better and larger yeah. than what we right, could do just on our own. So I want to just end this last time, Chris, throw, read this yeah. one verse. We tied two verses into Revelation 20, as we think about God's description of this, uh, the new heaven, new Jerusalem coming down. Uh, and God's presence yeah. being there, uh, full of the glory of God, right? The sun, mm-hmm. the glory of God will shine. There'll be no more night. Yeah. Uh, it'll be day because God's glory will shine, outshine the sun and the moon. Uh, it's just, wow, we should dream. Wow, what is yeah. that going to be like, right? To be that close to God again and, and uh, for all eternity and to come mm-hmm. in and out. We still yeah. are going to go out and take dominion over this renewed earth and bring the mm-hmm. blessings of all the nations into the uh, before God. And uh, it's, it's we'll get in more of that in the next chapter. But um, yeah. so I want to read 1 Corinthians 3 10 through 17 because uh, this is so important for us today. This is our, Jesus in John 14 says, don't let your hearts not be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, what I've told you, 
that I go to prepare a place for you. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is now preparing a home for us. That is, that's part of the New Jerusalem that's going to be coming to this earth. But we have a responsibility now, yeah. right? And our responsibility now is, is a building process of faithfulness now that yeah. is going to be a part of this, the, you know, going to have an impact, right? Yeah. And this is what Paul says, First Corinthians. He gets onto the church and he he says, look, you you guys are not being as mature. I can't talk to you <laughs> like I want to because you're still arguing. You're just talking about this preacher, that preacher, who did that or this thought. that. In other words, there's all this division mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, you're not having... Rejoicing in God is the one who brings the the you know focus yeah. on Him at the center. In verse ten, he says, "According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it." And in other words, Paul planted the church in Corinth. He laid mm. the foundation of the gospel of Jesus, and then he left it in the hands of the church to build upon that yeah. with different gifts and things. Right? Uh, let each one take care. Right? Let each, each one. Now who's each yeah. one? Each one is anybody who knows Jesus who knows that to know Jesus, you have to be part of a visible local church somewhere. Right? Mm-hmm. And that goes hand in hand. Uh, let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one. This is verse eleven. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds, this is to all of us, Mm -hmm. speaking about our, and he's talking to the church, he's talking about our involvement, right, with our time, talents, treasures, everything, our involvement, our stewardship in the local church. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And that's God's judging, yeah. his evaluation of, of our faithfulness. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. Yeah. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. Mm-hmm. In other words, the wood hay stubble is going to burn up, right? Yeah. It's just the precious stones that are going to last. Again, what's interesting, the connection back to Revelation 21 is uh, the 12 stones that were on the breastplate of yes. the priests who represented God in the future dream of God's mm-hmm. home with people is this is what we're to be built, right? This yeah. is connecting from old Genesis all the way here to verse 21, and Paul touches on that here. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. This is talking about believers. Yeah. This is talking about our faithfulness in the church. Um, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? In other words, believer, if you say you know Jesus, don't you know yeah. that you're his temple? In other words, not just your own physical body, but you are a part of the growing, building temple of mm-hmm. God. His presence on earth now is the local church that is to model right yeah. the coming Jerusalem one day, right? Mm-hmm. And I says, do you not know that you're God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. Whoa. Yeah. That doesn't get even tougher than that. In other words, God takes very seriously anyone yeah. who would be, bring division or destruction to the local, um, the local body. Yep. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Mm-hmm. So um, some pretty profound, deep words there from Paul, right, to the church and obviously to all of us, right, to heed when we talk about what, what house are we building or what yeah. are we focusing on? Uh, is there a faithfulness? Do I, am I dreaming big enough outside of my own abode that I'm yeah. making and building and dreaming? Nothing wrong with having a dream house. You know, yeah. I've got dreams of a cabin, different things, you know, great. Use that creativity. God loves that. But boy, that cannot, you know, overshadow my dreaming and my faithfulness in the local church, 
church to make sure I'm helping using yeah. my unique gifts to build up the body, build up one another. That's why Paul, all through First Corinthians, he says the main thing we're to do with our gifts and everything is to build each other up. Yeah. You can't build each other up unless you're together, unless yeah. you understand and I mean, you know, yourself. Just the connection of like, we're the temple, and, and so if I build you up, then I'm building up part of God's temple. Right. Exactly. I'm using my gifts of encouragement. I'm right. using my gifts. And so, I mean, and yeah. you're refining my dream. Refining your dream. Right. And that's how God uses He speaks through others. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's great. And so, I mean, yeah. And so when, when I look at this, when I just take this all in, it's like, you know, it's just something that's been rattling around. You know, it's just like you said it earlier, like, you know, being faithful is showing up. You know, and so it, you may not be the most gifted, you may not be the most talented, you may not be, you know, the best possible person, but if the most gifted and most talented and the best possible person doesn't show up, but you did, then guess what? You just became the best gifted, the most talented yeah, person I, for whatever the task is. Yeah, it, it starts there. That's yeah. not the only thing, but, but you, yeah. you can't have God use you and come to explore your gifts, your talents. Yeah. And grow, even mature in relationships and community and all those things, and you and learn what our spiritual gifts are and everything else. Uh, unless I show up, yeah, I got to start there. Yeah, right? and that goes for just about anything that we want to do, right? Do. If you, you know, if you don't you gotta, show up, you got to show up. You know, and that goes for first thoughts in the morning. Mm-hmm. Am I showing up? Yeah, my first. Am I getting up to show up before God to say, God, this day's yours. Let me yeah. walk with you, right? Does, does it count when you just show up and be like, God, I should stop and pray, but I got to keep moving? <laughs> does that count as showing up? But I, I mean, need my coffee. Right? Yeah, I need my coffee first. But I mean, so yeah, so this this concept of the dream home and is like this concept of like, you know, do you trust that God has dreams for your life? Mm-hmm. Are you dreaming today? I mean, I, I'm drawn to Jeremiah 29, 11, for yeah. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, declares sure. the Lord, thoughts and plans to prosper you, not harm you, Beautiful. give you hope in your final outcome. Like, he has these dreams that he's given us, awesome. but everything in the culture is saying, oh, no, that's not from God, and that's not a good dream. Absolutely. And, and the dream that the culture may Squash could be the dream that could change culture. And so it is. It's like finding that right feed of encouragement from a body of believers, from friends of faith who build you up and encourage you to go after what you want to do because Satan is taking away what God has given you. And it's who are you listening to? You know, and so for so many of us, we can get caught up in the dream home or building the things in this world because we think about those bigger dreams. Like, oh, man, I would love to teach Bible or I would love to do this. Yeah. No, nah, I, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not yeah. Steve Woodrow. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, and so it is. It's that process of like who are we listening to to encourage us in our dreams. Yeah, that's and then, great, Christmas. You know, and so, but I mean, I feel like, yeah, the thief is just mm-hmm. actively stealing Absolutely. What God has implanted in people, and wouldn't it wouldn't it radically change things if yeah. we came with a context into fellowship with one? Or, hey, I'm here. I want. Who can I build up? Yeah. Who can I encourage? And that's exactly the heartbeat that, yeah. that Paul wants for each of us. You know? and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to the other side of that and share a quick testimony. Mm. You know, probably I don't know. I can't count because the thing's moving really fast. But at least five weeks ago. Broke my collarbone mountain biking, trying to keep up with Andy Poole. Mm, yeah, that's, and that was your first mistake. That was trying my to first thing. Yeah. And so, but, you know, collarbone's broken. We know that, you know, if I lift my arm, the bone pops out. If I lower my arm, the bone pops in. And so I didn't do anything about it because, I mean, there's not much you can do about it. So I had a sling. And I'm like always like, oh, no, I'm not going to the doctor. Yeah. And so 
that Sunday I came, I was doing my job, slinging, you know, slinging around the neck, and you, Bryant, prayed for it before church got started, and then turned out I didn't have any high school students that Sunday, and so I was upstairs in second service, and just in second service, I was just like, God, I'm either going to the hospital after this to see what needs to be done, or you're going to do something. And so I felt something all through the second service, like he was doing something, and so Brian didn't get a word like, hey, God wants to heal today, so who needs, you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get that. So I went downstairs, took the sling off in the high school, middle school room, raised my arm, felt the bone, see the bone pop in, pop out. I'm like, okay, God, what do you want? And God was like, go get prayer. And so I had um, just a group of people just yeah, pray for I me. I remember looking over you. Yeah. You had a big crew around you praying. And then, you know, about after five minutes of prayer, I could mm-hmm. raise the arm up and down, and the bone didn't pop out. You know, and I've had some muscle issues and some strength issues, and God's like, I'm trying to slow you down. I'm like, nope. But, I mean, it's like I came with an expectation of faith, that the community here and their faith and my faith and God's power could do something. And so, you know, if you're not coming with the faith to give something, but you need things, then come with enough faith to know if you make it known it can be met. Well, and, and we build our faith yeah. when it, we, we come, because all of us have, where well, we need build up. We, we need we need some encouragement. We need someone to build us. We need somebody's yeah. faith to build me up. I and totally need faith. And it's in that, moment, that, that humility of yeah. saying, I need you to pray for me. I need encouragement. I need someone to yeah. lift me up this morning. It's in receiving, yeah. right, that we are, our, our faith grows so yeah. that we can be that for others. That's oh, exactly totally. what yeah. the scripture says. No, right? because, I mean, by second service, you know, I looked at my friend Jackie Long. She's like, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like I just need to throw up. I'm hurting so bad. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I was just like, either something happens or it doesn't happen. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, I'm, you know, That's hospitals are good. Money. Doctors are good. But yeah. Yeah. I just kind of left it up to him. So you may not be coming with enough energy and enough faith to change someone else's life. But you need to come with enough faith to say that this group of believers here, God's going to meet me here, can meet me here, absolutely, and they can build me up. That's great. And so, either way, you need to come with faith to your local body. Hey, I just as we kind of wrap things up, I just boy, this is one of my favorite kind of benedictions. This yeah. is Ephesians three, you're at twenty and twenty one. Most of you probably know it well, but. Paul ends this chapter in Ephesians says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to, here's the key, according to the power that's at work within us, according yeah, to the spirit the body. that's in us, yeah. and the body around you, right? To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So he, yeah. God always has better. Yeah. His dreams are always bigger. Yeah. He's always got more for us to him who... Right, uh, exceedingly, abundantly, mm-hmm. right, will do far beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. That's our awesome God. Yeah, right? no, totally, and that's where we have to live. Hey, we want to thank you for twenty turning, tuning, 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 tuning into this mid midweek jolt root issues. Um, hope you were encouraged. You can always reach out to us at rootissues at ccaspen dot com. Be encouraged, have faith, and dream big for the biggest house that you can imagine and the biggest dream that will affect others.